Welcome to How She Got Here, Conversations with Everyday Extraordinary Women. It is my belief that every woman has something inside her only she can do. The more we share the stories of other women who have already discovered their thing, the more it inspires, encourages, and empowers other women to do the same. Hey, Pod Sisters. I don't know about you, but I am in the thick of evaluating what worked and what didn't last year. I love using the new year to revamp. This week, we are continuing our How She Is Nailing the New Year series with my friend, Jessica Weidman. Jessica works in the nonprofit sector, and as you might know, people who work in that industry wear a ton of hats. In this episode, Jessica is sharing some of her favorite tools that help her manage her priorities and to-do lists, tools that are worth considering for yourself in the year ahead. So without further ado, here is Jessica. Jessica, I am so excited to have you on the podcast this week. I have known you for a little while at this point, and it is just so nice to be able to sit back and kind of continue through January talking with folks that I know, that I love, that are amazing women who are doing really fantastic and amazing things. So before I sit here and tell everyone all about you, just from my perspective, how about I let you speak for yourself and share with us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Oh, you are so sweet. And I was simply honored to be asked, number one. (laughs) You're such a dear friend. So thank you so much. Yeah, so I guess, hey, I'm a woman who wears many different hats. As you know, I'm a wife, a mother, a hard worker, a servant leader in so many ways because I really just love serving others in every aspect of my life. And the way that we know each other, which I know you probably touch on this too, but through Texas Women's Foundation, which is um, formerly known as Dallas Women's Foundation. I've been working on the development team for three years. And just like you, I've had the pleasure of meeting incredible women who are just as passionate about uplifting women and girls like I am. Of course, today, I'm not here on behalf of the foundation, I have to say that, (laughs) but I'm here as a friend, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation, so I hope that's a good kind of explanation. (laughs) No, I think it's perfect, Um, and this whole conversation came about because of a a previous conversation we literally had at lunch, Yes. and while we were (laughs) sitting there, I said, Jessica, we should be recording this. So this is some sort of attempt to kind of get at the nuts and bolts of what that conversation was. And what we were talking about was the foundation had literally just gone from the Dallas Women's Foundation to the Texas Women's Foundation. So you guys had gone through a rebranding, but a pretty significant expansion when you think about going from Dallas to the whole state (laughs) of Texas. Um, And so... Shortly after that had happened, you kind of took on, well, you got a promotion and you took on a new role and you were already wearing a few hats, but I think you started wearing more hats. And so tell us a little bit about that and what that transition was like for you. Yes. Yes. So I, (laughs) I remember that conversation like it was yesterday and 
like you said, for me at Dallas Women's Foundation, then Texas Women's Foundation, and really, I feel like anyone who works in a nonprofit role can relate to me when I say that you really um, juggle a lot of different responsibilities just across the board, just to be sure that we're, you know, staying on, on target with our goals. And in a lot of ways, you just kind of fill in, <laughs> right, um, where you need to fill in. And, and so sometimes, you know, of course, many working moms can relate. You know, there are always new responsibilities when you start the new day. You know, what is my day going to look like? I've got all of these new tasks because somebody's got to do it, right? Right. <laughs> and and that was no different, you know, for me um, in, in my new role. And so just like you said, you know, having to learn how to manage my time more effectively, more efficiently, you know, that was something that was very um, difficult for me. And and, and I got to a point where, you know, in a lot of ways, I felt um, overwhelmed because there's so many responsibilities in a day. And, and how do I get it all done? And, and I think the best thing for me, um, you know, you know I, I share with you that I went to, well, I did a training. It was a webinar. And it really helped me kind of just take control, you know. You know, I, I kind of got to a point where I was so tired of kind of my calendar controlling me. <laughs> and I wanted to put the role, the roles in reverse. And, and so that's what the training allowed me to do. I really appreciate that you recognize that in yourself, one, because I think so often, well, I shouldn't say so often, for me, sometimes it takes me a hot second for me to realize this is happening because I think it happens on a level to all of us. And I think there's, I shouldn't say a constant tweaking, but maybe a regular reevaluation of what's working and what's not. So I think it's interesting that you found this webinar and you were able to really zero in on what things would help you move forward in this new role. So tell us a little bit about that training how yes. how have these new tools that you learned um, helped you going forward? How have they helped you in your personal life, in your work, in your career? How have they helped mm-hmm. you create that space that you need to facilitate growth? Yes, I love that you asked this. And, and you know, before I really dive into kind of the details of the training and the things that I've learned, I really want to take a moment also to kind of put that moment into context, because I'm going to be a little vulnerable <laughs> in sharing that, you know, as a working mom, I often feel like I am failing at everything, <laughs> Is there somebody out there that like feels that way? I think there's a lot of women. (laughs) I can speak for everyone. And for me personally, you know, I've been living in North Dallas for nearly 13 years. My husband and I, we have two children, a seven and a three years year old. And, you know, that's a loaded, you know, kind of just statement there, a seven and a three year old. So, um, you know, just kind of managing, you know, being a working mom. And the thing about Texas, we all know that everything in Texas is big. 
So when I commute to work every day, I feel like I'm going on a road trip. I really do. <laughs> you know, I do. I do. Um, just, you know, the hustle of just my everyday life, it requires so much discipline when it comes to maximizing my time um, to take care of my responsibilities at work um, and to take care of my family. And truthfully, um, whether you you work in or out of the home, you know, our lives are just simply overwhelming. Um, there's so much that I pile on my plate and saying yes to every request that comes my way. You know, what I realized um, in that moment is some of this is actually my fault. <laughs> you know, is there anyone else out there guilty of just over committing, you know? Absolutely. And <laughs> so, you know, I've been so guilty of this and I, I took a moment to like you said, you did the same thing. Take a step back, reevaluate. You know, I realized that I was not making the best use of my time, you know, to set myself up for success when it came to my work, when it came to my family. You know, me and my husband, we serve in leadership at our church. And, you know, I was just stretching myself so thin to help other people reach their goals that I was neglecting my own. And so I had to get real with myself. And I, I had to say same amount of time, as, you know, in the day as anyone else. And so I had to start protecting my time for the things that matter um, the most to me. And so about the training, I know that was a long kind of context there. No, I think that was fantastic. That was so helpful because I do think we all feel that way. And if there are mm -hmm. tips and tricks out there that people can implement, I think the more that we can share with each other, I think the more that we can be yeah. honest and talk about these things out loud, I yeah. just think it's going to be a huge help, especially when we're talking about setting intentions for well, I guess in this case, it's 2020. So we can just say a new calendar year. Right. I mean, this is a fresh start, you know, I mean, it really is a fresh start. And, you know, for me, I'm a very organized person anyway. That is true. And so, um, so taking this webinar, it, it really made me think about my time uh, management in, in a way that I could really get organized. And the, the training webinar, it was offered through um, our HR vendor. And, and for me, the way that they kind of structured the, um, the webinar and the training was life-changing. <laughs> I mean, it really was because it helped me find, you know, a method of organizing my days in ways that would ultimately set me up for success. And um, if I had to summarize the biggest takeaways, like the biggest principles of the training, I could actually sum it up like this. Everything is not important and everything is not urgent. <laughs> okay. And, and even just that principle in itself was mind blowing for me because I used to be, you know, the type of person that if you ask me to do something, I just drop everything to help you, you know, right then and there. You know, I'm also, you know, that type of person that has a really, really, really hard time at telling people no. And so this training, it really helped me learn how to um, prioritize my tasks in a way that helped me focus on the things 
that would best help me fulfill my responsibilities at work. Um, it gave me freedom to say no and, you know, not allowing other priorities um, to get in the way, you know, of things that were important to me, you know, like spending time with my family. There were times I said no to meetings after work because, you know, I planned this time to cook dinner (laughs) for my family and nothing's going to get in the way of that, you know, or taking time to rest and, and reset, you know, taking time for me and do the things that are most fulfilling for me. And so being able to just kind of take these um, tips, it really helped me organize my life and prevent the overcommitment that we are all so guilty of. Yes, we all do really need to work on overcommitment. What is one thing, this is totally off topic, but what is one thing that you have been able to say no to that you didn't think you'd be able to say no to? (laughs) You know, I can't think of anything really like specific that stands out um, right now. But you know what I will say, like I, I can be more specific, you know what I mean by, you know, prioritizing and like protecting my time. Like, for example, Mondays for me are like mostly like my administrative days where I focus on the most like important, urgent tasks that I have for the week. So if I have deadlines this week, I've already blocked off Monday afternoon to start on those tasks that are deadlines because I don't want the entire week, you know, to get away from me before I even start. And so even no to responding like to an email, how many of us allow our emails to just take over our day, especially on a Monday, right? You come back, you've got this whole just litany (laughs) of, of emails and every email is not urgent every email is not important. Remember those two takeaways? So there are times, you know, when I get an email, if it really needs an explanation, if I really have to plan something out, and if it's not really urgent, I've actually blocked off time on Tuesday, okay? I'm going to get back to you (laughs) on Tuesday morning, right? Because I really don't want my Monday to be spent on catching up on emails all day, because guess what? My Monday, I have urgent things to do. I have deadlines this week and my Monday afternoon is where I have this whole block of time where I can get it done. So, you know, for me, it was, I had to do that because otherwise my whole Monday will get away from me. And I really don't feel like I've accomplished any of my priorities. Um, and, and so kind of building in that consistency, you know, like I said, that's my every Monday, my every Tuesday morning, I'm getting back to all of those people I didn't get to on Monday and maybe there are some more. And so it, it really helped me just kind of build in these routines, you know, in my role, you know, I, like I said, I wear so many different hats and I really had to narrow down the tasks that I absolutely must do. Um, in order to be successful in my role, you know, like, for example, I've got to get out of the office and meet with my donors. Um, I've got to network and, you know, meet new people. Um, I need to take time and, and thank people and check in with them and make sure they're, you know, they're doing okay. Like, the funny thing is, these are things that really are 
they come very naturally to me and things that I love to do anyway. So prioritizing this as a part of my calendar not only set me up for success in my role, but it brings me like the greatest sense of joy, you know, being able to focus on the things that I enjoy. And, and so, like I said, having that time already prioritized, you know, it, it just really empowers me because guess what? My calendar, my calendar is already full. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't yeah. help you. I don't have time because I've already prioritized my time for these specific things that I must do. So does that kind of make sense? I'm sorry, I couldn't give you like a, no, no. a specific, no, no. but in a broader sense, that's how I was able to really get organized. No, um, yeah. And, and really, like I said, set myself up for, for success, you know, just by making sure that I was using my time to do the things that I know I need to do. Well, and I think you touched on something and you didn't lay it out exactly like this, but there are metrics that we are all measured by and we know what those are and whether those are set for you or you set them yourselves or you set them yourself. It's one of those things. If you have those metrics, if you have those things in place that, you know, at the end of the day, this is what I need to accomplish for you. You need to be meeting with donors and making sure it's a revenue thing for you. For some people, yeah. it's they need to have a certain article written by a certain day. I'm thinking of myself. Right. It's things <laughs> that you have to do specifically to meet your end goals for either your, I don't know, everybody has different things, year end bonus, um, whatever you're, maybe you've got something you've set for yourself that year. If I hit X, then I'm going to get myself Y, you know, whatever those goals look like, we have to figure out a way to meet those goals. And I think that's one of the other things by prioritizing your time, you're also able to meet your metrics and whatever your own personal goals are. I mean, you could set this up however you wanted, yeah. but I think what you're facilitating here is, Hey, this is what I've implemented in order to make X happen. And I think it's really incredibly helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are some things you found with this new format that might have surprised you? Was there anything that just surprised you that you weren't expecting? Yes. Just like I said, being the person that can absolutely just say no, you know, <laughs> I have never been that person. You know, it, it's very hard for me because I did a strengths finders actually this year and yeah. I found out that, you know, I'm that type of person where I like to empower the people around me to be successful at what they do best. You know, it, to me, it's about really helping others achieve their maximum potential. And, but where does, where does that leave me? You know, <laughs> if, if I'm busy helping everyone else, um, where does that leave me? And the fact that I, have actually transitioned to be that person to really let my no be no and not feel guilty. You know, sometimes as women, when we say no, that guilt kind of kind of sets in and you feel like, oh no, you know, how is she gonna get this done if I don't help? Or or oh no, I'm missing this function or I'm missing this birthday or I'm missing this meeting or, you know, what's gonna happen, you know, if I'm not there. And you know, I had an epiphany. I actually, last year, uh, December, I got to um, listen and, and hear Michelle Obama when she came um, to Dallas. And one thing she said is, you know, she does the same thing. She protects time on her calendar 
um, for her family because you know what she said? Get this. So the first lady of the United States, you know, former first lady says that she's just not that important to be there. (laughs) And when I thought about that, I said, you know, if Michelle Obama doesn't feel that she's as important, then who am I (laughs) to feel like this function is just going to crumble if I'm not there? It's going to be okay for me to say no, let my no be no, and not feel any shame or guilt about it. I mean, that was the surprising thing. It's actually very freeing. You know, we should all say no a little bit more often. (laughs) But I like that you added we should say no and not feel shame or guilt around it because that's, I think the trickier part I've said no to things. And then I feel awful about it later because, Oh my gosh, they really (laughs) needed me. And that didn't go as well as it could have gone if I had been there and yada, yada, yada. But it does go back to that. Well, who am I? And it did end up going okay. (laughs) So it was fine. And could they have used you? Absolutely, they would have found a way to use you. But it doesn't mean you have to be there all the time. Right. That is so good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Don't feel shame. Thank you. Oh, Do you read Brene Brown at all? This is way off topic. She's a shame researcher. That's why I asked you that question. Um, (laughs) She has whole books on shame and dealing with shame and... If you haven't oh, read okay. Brene Brown, you need to you need to pick up one of her books. I'll let you borrow. Okay. <laughs> what are some of the tools from 2019 that you learned that you're taking into 2020, and then vice versa? Was there anything that you learned in 2019 that really was maybe helpful, but you didn't have to take into 2020? Yeah, I um, there were actually, I would say if I were to look back on my year, like the three like kind of key takeaways of things that really helped me, you know, like I said, when, when I think about, you know, what was really, really the most helpful, I would say there were three things being able to focus, you know, to stop the multitasking. I actually remember, you know, having this on my resume that I was a master at multitasking After, you know, like I said, this really, like, I was proud of it. After I did this, I was like, you know what? I'm taking that off. I literally went and I took it off my resume because, you know, when when we multitask, do you ever feel like you've done everything and you've done nothing at the same time? (laughs) Right? I mean, I realized that I just was not very effective at, you know, marking things off the list. So, Staying focused is key, you know, and and it really helps me with my just own, you know, mental well-being. You know, I I have to focus on the here and now, you know, what do I have to achieve today? You know, that's it. Once I think about the big picture, anxiety sets in. And if, if I can just focus on this one thing, I can rest assured that the steady grind of what I'm doing today then tomorrow, and then the next day, it's helping me. It's helping me accomplish that big plan or that big goal that I'm working towards. You know, I, you, I mean, you know, I don't call it slow and steady. I call it small and steady. You know, small things add up to big things. And, and kind of keeping that in mind, like I said, staying focused 
and and focusing on the small things. That's one thing I absolutely am going to take into 2020. Um, the second thing, self-care. You know, I have to be honest. I am the worst at taking care of myself. <laughs> you know, the time that I've set aside for myself is at five o'clock in the morning when my kids are in the bed and no one needs me. So I, I get up, I actually pound the parking lot doing burpees and push-ups and laps with my camp gladiator friends. And taking some time for me is essential to my sanity. It's easy to burn out. So you've got to build in those breaks, whatever that looks like for you. You know, for me, it's fitness, it's, it's working out. You know, that's when I can kind of get out all of the, the jitters and all of you know, the frustrations, you know, <laughs> that's how I start my day. Another third thing that I definitely am going to take into 2020 when I look at my my calendar and the things that I prioritize is for me, it's, it's actually prayer. You know, prayer for me is really big. You know, I like to sit down with my tea and my journal, just me and God, and I can always rely on him to give me peace. So actually just talking to my husband last night about, you know, how challenging it is for me to, to live in Dallas when, you know, most of our extended family lives in Mississippi. And it's so funny, I, I bribed my mother a million times, I kid you not, to come here and move in with me. Like the struggle is really real. <laughs> so, um, so like I said, three things for me, focus, taking better care of myself, prayer, like those are the things that for me, that I prioritize that really help me stay on task, you know, kind of building in that time. And I think for anyone listening, whatever that looks like for you, do that and, and make it a priority. That's what's going to help you succeed in every area of your life when you can be sure that you're whole and you can show up 100% every day. That is so good. That is amazing. I love what you've incorporated and I love those those three takeaways. That is that's fantastic. And I also really appreciate because we don't have family that live here either. So yeah. I really appreciate you saying how hard it is to live far from family and figuring out how to do that with kids. It's not easy. And I think so many people live far far enough away from family where it's not like mom or you know aunt so-and-so can just come over at the drop of a hat and and pick up and help out um and it's it's a lot it's a lot to take on so um yeah I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that um okay Three fun questions before we end. This has been fantastic. I'm having so much fun. Yes. I really don't want to let you go, but I know you do have to get me back too. to work. Thank you. You have for the, you have your time blocked off. Like you can't you can't just I did. I did. hang it out all day. <laughs> how do you how do you like to start off a new year? And some people, I, I've kind of realized this is the first year for me where normally I'm very yes. calendar. Um, not calendar based, um, school calendar based. So I'm very academic year focused. So like I kind of kicked off at the beginning of the academic year and now I'm kind of, Ooh, six months later and I'm going to do it again. So I kind of like doing it twice. Yeah. Um, but how do you like to start <laughs> off your new year? Is it, are you a goals and resolutions person? Are you a word person? Is there like yeah. a books you want to read before the end of the year? What does that look like for you? 
You, I'm so glad you asked this. You know, I I usually am a goals and resolutions person because my husband is too. And we usually do it together. We're a little bit behind the ball, but we're going to set, you know, some time. Like I said, I'm going to block out our, our calendar, right? When our kids are in the bed and yes. <laughs> and kind of focus on those things. And and we're going to, going to do it. You know, we love to sit down and you know, number one, like our goals start with finances. You know, what can we do this year? You know, like last year we were big on giving, like we really wanted to give, you know, we really wanted to be able to support the, you know, the organizations, the people around us and, you know, whatever that looked like, you know, financially, we wanted to be able to set some money aside for that. You know, we wanted to save, you know, we, we increased our, you know, percentage on our retirements last year because we want to be more aggressive, you know, and, and how we're saving for the future or for our kids, you know, with the 529 plans and things like that. I mean, we really sit down and, and get detailed, you know, about, okay, what are we going to do with our money this year? And then also, what are we going to do with our time? You know, like I said, we both like to serve together, you know, in our church home. And this last year was awesome. We became marriage coaches. We're um, working with the ministry called Renew at our church, where people are really just taking their marriage either for some from surviving to thriving or from thriving to just amazing, incredible marriages. And, and so that was something that kind of came about. And the fact that I said, no, (laughs) I said no to some other commitments. It actually, when, when this one came around, I was able to say yes. And I love that, you know, you know, God has his way of doing things like that. And it was very wonderful. And, and so this year, you know what, we're paring down, you know, (laughs) the fact that we took on that new responsibility, I'm thinking about, okay, what am I going to take off my calendar this year? You know, what responsibility am I going to let go? Because I started to feel a little bit of burnout, you know, towards the end of the year, and you never want, you know, your commitments to feel like I like we were talking about that feeling of overwhelming, you know, you definitely don't want that to set in. And so, yeah, like I said, money, time, you know, hopefully we're going to go on some vacations this year and I can plan that out. Um, as far as me personally, I am so bad. Like, I, like I said, I'm a mom. I work. When I really think about me personally, what I want to do, just me, you know, I love photos. You know, I really love taking pictures and videos And for me personally, I want to start setting aside some time, you know, to make photo books. You know, it's so funny. My my son, he's three years old now. And so he's aware of the fact that, you know, I made this really nice special baby book for my oldest daughter. You know, back then when I had one child, (laughs) I had all this time. I made her book. And now he's like, Mommy, where's my book? Where's my baby book? I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's been three years. I haven't done his book. (laughs) <laughs> so you know <laughs> I know like what do we do with all these pictures <laughs> they're all on my phone and I've got stuff stuffed in the box you've got all the stuff don't but you it's not, yeah but it's not put together it's that last step you know Susan we're gonna hold each other accountable okay we're gonna take a day on a weekend and we're gonna tell our families that hey we're ghosting we're out of here and we're gonna get together at Starbucks and we're gonna do these photo books together how about that yes. that's the resolution right there make that happen. 
That's amazing. Yes, let's do that for sure. <laughs> so, but anyway, I mean, yeah, I'm a resolutions person and and I, I do like to think about, you know, I'm always very forward thinking and so kind of planning ahead, kind of what we're going to do collectively as a family, you know, even at my job, we sit down, this is, we're in our third quarter. And so we're thinking about, you know, what do we need to do to get to goal, you know, by the end of our fiscal year. So, I mean, in every area of my life, you know, we're, we're sitting down and, and we're strategizing and, and we're really thinking about the future. And, and I love it. You know, I, I love that people do that because, you know, the beginning of the year is a great time to just reset, re reevaluate, just kind of have a fresh start. And so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, oh, I know I had one more question. What are you reading right now? Is there anything that you are reading, um, that either my listeners need to put on their shelf for 2020? Is there anything that you are reading that you have read that you're like in 2020, this is a book to read? Oh my gosh. I I see we talked about goals. I need to read more. I need to stop all the scrolling on my social media. That's what I read, you know? Yeah. I, I'm that person that's just reading all the updates, you know, on my Instagram and my Facebook and I'm so bad. I really have not been reading, but that doesn't mean I don't have books on my, on my bookshelf. No, yeah, <laughs> you know, I actually, um, I have a friend, um, her name is Letitia Wheeler. Um, she goes to my church and she made this awesome, she wrote this book called Half Breed and it's a biography. She is of a, a mixed woman and her book is a great story about her life, but in a lot of ways it's very unifying, you know, um, and her message about, you know, race relations right now and, and this day and time. Both of us, we go to the same church. Our, our church is very diverse. I think it may be one of the most diverse churches in the Metroplex and to be able to come together on a Sunday morning with everybody, you know, black people, white people, um, Asian, you know, uh, Latino, I mean, everybody for her, that's where the reconciliation begins. And like I said, I've got her book on, <laughs> on my bookshelf and I'm going to read it. And next time we talk, I'll be able to tell you all about it. How about that? <laughs> well, tell us the name of that book one more time. Yes, it's it's half breed. Half breed. Uh, All right. Yes, I'm looking that up. That sounds like a fa fantastic book to read. Yeah, that we should all be reading right now. Yes, especially going into this political season, we need that. We need to be unified. <laughs> yes, but just with everything that's happening, that's surrounding that, with just the way people. Well, not that people haven't always been mistreated. Don't, don't hear me wrong on that, but it seems right. like there's such an uptick in this and it's not getting better. And it is breaking right. my heart when I s turn on the news or just open my Reuters or AP app. And it's like, and something else has happened and it is breaking yes. my heart and I feel powerless about it. So thank you yes. for bringing that book up and thank you for that, bringing that to the forefront of this new year. Cause you're absolutely right. This is going to be a year to seriously consider that for sure. Absolutely. And your own role in it. I'm talking more. Than absolutely. Yes. Okay. Well, I have had 
way too much fun with you this afternoon. Oh, me too. <laughs> and I just really appreciate you taking the time to come and share with us about something that you kind of really undertook in a time of, or a season of change in your life. Um, I think I always felt like you were really organized. So when you told me you were doing this at the time, I was just stunned. So I'm glad to know that even <laughs> the most of organized people that I feel like I know have struggle with these things too. It just brings us closer yes. together and makes us realize we're all human. Yes, that's it. <laughs> You're right. And I hope this is helpful to you and to anyone listening. So thank you for inviting me. Thanks for coming on, Jess. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, I'll be in touch. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Pod Sisters. Thanks so much for joining me today. What was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? Something Jessica mentioned that really struck me was every email is not urgent. Every email is not important. Now that is something I am definitely taking into 2020. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to head over to your favorite podcast platform and hit subscribe. And while you are there, I'd really appreciate it if you would rate and review it. It just makes it that much easier for other listeners to find. And then finally, all the links to Jessica's episode are over on our website, www.howshegothere.com. Until next time. I'll see you soon.